0: All right, we're rolling sound. Officially. So, Naya, you were talking... Wait, now you're leaving. (laughs) And she's out. She's going to finish this story and... (laughs) So, I am here in Acadia Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Founded when? Uh, September 2012. September 2012. Yep. And I'm here with Chris Douglas, owner and head instructor. Yep. There we go. So... um, we were talking a bit offline about this. I came in here a little over a year ago. Um, I'd grown up here. I was telling Naya here that I grew up here in Maine, um, near Ellsworth. And I actually, my mom called me one day and said, you know what, son? There's a Virginia Jiu-Jitsu school in Orlando, in, um, Ellsworth now. So when I came up, I had to look into it and, and see what the deal was. So um, how, what's
1: the nearest school to this? Uh, the nearest school is in Brewer which is, uh, like, on your way to Bangor. Yeah. And they originally were a Gracie Baja School. Um, and I think they are no longer affiliated with Gracie Baja. Um, so they're, they're called Titan Athletics. Okay. And they're really good friends of ours. Um, Eduardo Benjamin is the head instructor of Black Belt there. And I think he has two or three other Black Belt instructors there. Uh, a guy named Max Driffle, um Miguel Torres, not the super famous. No, exactly. Not the super famous <laughs> like Miguel, Miguel t- People always get that because sometimes Miguel comes to teaches classes mm-hmm. and we'll post it on Facebook like, "Hey, come tonight for Miguel Torres," you know, and people lose their minds like, "What UFC fight? No, he's he's just as cool, but it's not him."
2: Especially middle
3: name in
2: there like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but we've we've been uh, buddies with him since day one. When we first, when Nick, who was my original head instructor, uh, when he opened the gym originally, we, like, linked up with those guys right away. And, uh, you know, we've done seminars up there, and they've come down here. And I think Naya went up to her first class last week to train with them. And Mm -hmm. so we we have a pretty cool, like, uh, camaraderie with those guys. That's us? Yeah, for sure. So they're probably, like... I don't know, 35, 45 minutes away from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what got you into jujitsu, and now I'll work through the, I work through the rooms. Yeah, here. what got me into jujitsu was. Um, and are you, and one thing, are you originally from Maine? Are you originally from this area? Well, I was originally born in Florida, in Clearwater, okay. Florida. I okay. spent a lot of time growing up in Melbourne. Um, I actually lived in Orlando for a little bit when I was after high school, but all of my friends, high school friends, are all from here. Okay. So, um, this is this is my home. Um, I got into jujitsu through um, one of my best friends, Aaron Sprague, who's also an instructor here. He was a black belt at a karate school here in Ellsworth, Tracy's Karate. And he basically just wanted to kind of expand his game, and he, he kind of knew about BJJ. I, I, I really knew nothing about it. I had no clue what BJJ was. And, you know, I'd watch some UFC here and there. And, uh, Aaron would always try to get me to go to karate classes. And I'm like, you know, I just, I don't, it's not really for me. I don't think I want to do karate. And he's, he just, year after year, he just pressured me, pressured me, pressured me. And then I, he, you know, he got his black belt and it was like almost too late. It was like, ah, I don't want to join as a white belt and have my friend be a black belt. Just kind of seemed unfair, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so then fast forward a couple of years, uh, Aaron actually bumped into Nick Braley, who we went to high school with as well. Nick did, went to school uh, down at UNH, I believe, University of New Hampshire, after high school. And then he got his brown belt down there in jiu-jitsu at Port City BJJ. And then uh, he had some family issues back home, so he moved back here. And he literally just wanted to open a gym just to roll. Like, that's all he... Grandory every day. Yeah, he didn't even care if he had students. He didn't advertise, nothing. He just wanted he wanted a place to have mats and roll. And he actually bumped into Aaron Sprague in Bar Harbor. And Aaron had kind of knew Aaron had kind of known that Nick did BJJ. And Nick was like, I'm opening a school in Ellsworth. And Aaron said, I'm gonna be your first student. And then Aaron texted me. This is like August two thousand twelve. Aaron texted me and said, Hey, Nick Braley is moving here. He's opening a BJJ gym. You should come try. And I was like, what, what exactly is that? You know? And he's like, it's basically like the ground game stuff they do in UFC. So I did a little bit of research and I, I was, I was like, all right, I'll try it. And so Aaron took me up to my first class and he, this was in the original lo- location across the street over there. And he had, so what, past pizza? Uh, yeah, kind of just like one building down gotcha. at okay. Pizza. He had those dolomer flexi mats, but he didn't have the cover on it. It was just they were just like the mats that were all taped together. And I shredded my feet so bad on that first day. I, I had a huge callus. I had a huge callus on my toe that like ripped off. It like sloughed off my foot. Jiu-jitsu. And I was like, what what is this? You know, what are we doing? And I actually laughed when I when I walked in and saw Nick wearing a gi. Because I thought it was going to be like UFC. I thought sure. it was going to be like shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw <laughs> my old high school friend wearing this gi, and I'm like, what, a, what are we doing? What is this? And he had this like old judo gi that barely fit me. I put it on and got my ass handed to me by Nick for, you know, what felt like an eternity. And I was just hooked immediately. And it literally was just that that first day, even though my toe was messed up and mangled, I was, I was hooked. I'm like, this is it. And I was, you know, prior to this, I was a really good athlete in high school, you know, three-sport athlete, you know, basketball, b- baseball, and football. But then, like, you hit your 20s, and it's like you hit that wall. I gained a ton of weight. I was drinking a lot of beer, you know, uh, just really out of shape, eating unhealthy. And I, I just needed to change, you know. And that's, I stepped on those mats for the first time, and the rest is history, really. And uh, that's kind of what got me into it, was Aaron kind of pushing me to try something new. But then once you stepped
0: on the mat, it was like, this is for me, like you're a fish to water with it.
1: Yeah, it just, I mean, it just spoke to me. Yeah. You know, I think it's human nature to want to wrestle and grapple. And it just kind of like, I'm like, I I get this. Did you wrestle in high school? No, didn't wrestle. Okay. You know, we wrestled with our buddies. You know, sure, 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 here, you sure. Know. But that wasn't one of the three sports that you. No, went it was basketball, baseball, and football. Okay, those were the three. And uh, I was really, really into basketball. And I was actually playing in men's league after high school. And the last year that I played, I was so pissed off because we lost. I like kicked a ball. And it, like, hit somebody in the head. And I'm like, that's it. I'm just done. I'm done playing men's Because it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. You know, and then I step on the mat with these, my friends, and it's like, I don't know. It just, there was, it just clicked. And it's been a pleasure ever, ever since, you know. That's awesome, Yeah. So, at what point did you get an opportunity to become an instructor? So... I think I taught my first class, believe it or not. I was probably a two-strike white belt. When Nick just called in, he he called me. He's like, hey, man, I'm sick. He's like, can you just run class? And by that time, I mean, I was going to class like six times a week. You know, and I knew how to do the warm-ups. He's like, just do the warm-ups and then just roll. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe like four people came to class. And it was just like, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. Just ran laps, did shrimps, forward rolls, backer rolls, all that stuff. So I think that was the first time I ran a class. Um, but that was kind of few and far between. Um, I helped with kids' classes a little bit. And then uh, once I got my blue belt, um, I, Nick let me do a beginner class. Because he was teaching a lot of classes. And um, there was a Monday night slot that was open. And basically I was just, I said, hey, do you want me to do just like a beginner class? Just do warm-ups and Just roll. You know, almost like an open mat it's yeah. like yeah let's do that and so I got a lot of experience doing that and uh, and then I was then I kind of took over for kids class and that's when it really started to take off you know being able to like teach kids is it's a very interesting thing you I mean you were like, just talking about them earlier uh, about the, the sniffling yeah, the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, like I've gone through a lot of different ways with the kids I used to be really strict yeah and I used to be really like what's wrong with you? You can't get that omoplata? Why can't you do that? And they're like, I'm five. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're five. I forgot. And so, I've gone through waves where it's been like, now I'm very, it's very big picture with the kids where I don't, I don't put a lot of pressure on them in terms of, you know, every kid is so different just like every adult, you know. Um, Some kids excel and then, so you can put a little bit more energy into them with technical stuff. And other kids need help with their forward rolls, you know. Sure. So it's just, you know, it's just a matter of kind of figuring out the avenue that they, each kid wants to learn, you know. And and then sometimes they just want to play dodgeball, and so you can just <laughs> play dodgeball for half an hour, and and they make a lot of noise. Yeah, but we but we do things when we play games. We always tie it into jiu-jitsu. So it's like if we play dodgeball, if you get hit, you have to do a sprawl, gotcha. or if you get hit. You know, you have to do a break fall or something. You have to do something. Jiu-jitsu. A jiu-jitsu movement or right. something. Gotcha. Right, right. Um, that lasts about two minutes, and then it's a free-for-all. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it's good. So, um, And then, uh, yeah. And then I got my purple belt in 2016, I think it was. November 2016, yeah, it'll be three years. And then I took over as the owner. No, was it 2015 forget I think it was November 2016 that's right yeah that's when I got my purple belt and then I took over as the owner July 2017 so maybe my dates are messed up hey man I I asked
0: my I mean I asked my my co-host and I (laughs) I asked him how long have you been training he's like 10 years like actually I don't know
1: yeah and it turns out to be more like 15 so it might have been you start going going fast anyway uh, so yeah, I took over as the owner, and then, uh, Nick, Nick was kind of going back and forth between Port City, and he was training down at, uh, Unity Jiu-Jitsu in New York, and then, uh, he got a really good job down in Portsmouth, New Hampshire,
0: and, uh, oh no, in Jiu-Jitsu me. or outside Jiu-Jitsu? Uh,
1: Nashua, excuse okay. me. Um, he, uh, kind of, he's, he's a personal trainer by trade, Okay. so he, it kind of is tied into it, but yeah. not, not really. Um, so he trains down at Triumph BJJ in Nashua, and he got his black belt from John Fane, I believe it was. Cool. And uh, yeah, so he, he actually just came up a couple months ago and did a class here. And so that that's was, awesome. Yep. So I stay in touch with Nick, you know, on a weekly basis. You know, we'll text each other back and forth. Yeah, 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 for so. sure. But well, uh, these guys have been super quiet. I feel yeah. like you guys are like <laughs> sitting here like really polite. Because good little
0: students. Uh, this Chris amazing. is a
4: good storyteller. Well, that's that's the idea.
0: Everyone's got a story. You are telling us, Naya, that is. How long have you have been training now? Like
4: two months. Two months. Yeah. A
0: two-month white belt.
4: Yeah. I'm the kid that needed help with the 4 <laughs> When you said that, I was like, yeah. oh, that's me. Chris literally sat me down and explained how to do a somersault for like ten minutes. Well, that's part like, of it. Yeah. That's, yeah, I've been
0: here for two months. How do you like it?
4: I love it. I get killed every single day. But I love it. Yeah. I keep coming back.
0: That's so. the idea. You got the, you got the itch. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird, uh, at least for me, it was, it was. I was telling him, like, by the time I came up here, I think I was a two-stripe white belt, and I was already super addicted to it, you know, and just trying oh, yeah. to do as much as I can.
4: I mean, I was, a, I was at work today, and I, I got out of work an hour and 20 minutes late. And I got out of work at the time when class started and I was in Bangor and I, all I could think about was, was getting to the gym. Literally all I could think about was like, how am I going to drive like a maniac? And
0: Are you at your desk trying, like it. practicing Ezekiel grips or something yet? Like that's <laughs> that part where you're like, mm, how do I do No, that?
4: but I do have a journal. Where Very write, good. Where I write everything. I have, I have everything a BJJ journal. Every day I write I, what I did. Yeah, I do that when I'm on the phone with my clients.
0: That's awesome. And what do you do, yeah. if you don't mind me asking?
4: I'm a Child Protective Services caseworker. Oh, right on. Yeah. Now,
0: are you full-time jiu-jitsu?
1: Or do you, you are
0: full-time jiu-jitsu. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, Living the dream. Yeah. So
1: yeah. <laughs> I do a little bit of part-time. I uh, I used to do tree service work, mm-hmm. so I was working full-time doing tree service work while running this, and then I, last November... Is when I started doing full-time here. Right on, But man. I'll still do, like, Saturdays with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I keep my foot in the door there. Okay. In case things go poorly. here. in you case. <laughs> yeah. Keep
4: your day job.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. So,
0: Mr. Wrestler. Yeah. The wrestler of the group. Um, how long have you been training jiu-jitsu? Today um, yeah, I started, um, I've been a little off and on. Um, I'm in the National Guard, so I've been
2: off training. Uh, okay. I went to basic, but I guess I started last summer. And I picked up again, um, so I guess a total of like five five
0: months. Five months? Um, and how did you How did you first hear about jiu-jitsu?
2: Um, I knew Nick, actually, um, when he started the gym. Um, I knew it was around. Because um, he worked out at like the local CrossFit gym yeah. in the area. And I met him there. Was
0: that, uh, was that down east? Is that the down east one? Yeah,
2: Acadia, CrossFit. Yeah, yeah okay. Acadia, CrossFit Acadia. Acadia. Yeah, yeah he, he worked out there. And um, I... I knew I was going to do it as soon as high school wrestling ended. That was mm-hmm. kind of my plan, you know, because I just miss it, you know. You need the that. The grappling? Yeah, I need that, you know. Expend, expend some energy at the end of the day.
0: Now, are you, are you? I, I mean, this is a gi class. Do you have a preference between gi and no yeah, gi? Yeah, no, I like no gi. You like no gi? Yeah. What about you? Do you have a preference yeah. tonight?
4: I like each of them for different things. So, I like the gi because it feels easier. <laughs> because yeah. there, I have things that I can hold on to and it it's physically feels easier like that small amount of padding between me and and that person literally feels like i'm getting less impact when they're crushing me so from a from, from like <laughs> almost
0: like a protect not like a not like yeah. a hygienic thing like you is no
4: the... i don't care about that yeah. it but it it feels like it lessens the impact just a little bit like i come home with less bruises after a gi class uh... than after a no gi class but i like
0: have you ever had people trying to pass your garden? They, they instead of grabbing the material they just grab your whole skin? Oh, t- there's not
4: much. Not, so no, not really. Okay. But they uh, but I but I like no gi because it feels more realistic like for what I I would need to do in the real world, kind of, and I feel like it's more life skill.
0: So are you like okay, so for you guys, uh, well actually before I ask that, what do you find? Is it more gi or no gi right now? Uh
1: I love them. I love them both equally. Um, I do more gi, Um but yeah, I, I I like them both equally and kind of for the same reasons. Um, obviously, no gi's fast. Yeah. You know, you better have good timing. It's fast. Um, whereas Gi, you know, it kind of it kind of levels the playing field a little bit more. You know, you could have somebody. You know, I'm a big person, so I can have somebody who's smaller. And if it's gi, it's a little bit more even because you know if they have good grips, you know. And whereas no gi, it's like obviously there's there's different grips. So um, I feel like it's a little bit more of an unfair advantage in gi. I think being a little bit bigger for me on my side, like. Um, <laughs> now, did you guys?
0: So, what I was going to say is, um, was self defense. Did that play any role in your decision?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was like the number one motivator okay. for, for starting it. I started kickboxing in college, and I went to this gym, and I feel like I didn't learn anything. I feel like I didn't come out of it with any skills whatsoever, and so I just stopped doing it. And years, that was my freshman year of college, so now four years later, I I just moved here a couple months ago, and and... I couldn't, I'm a yoga teacher and I couldn't find a yoga studio here that really like fit.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
4: was like, well, I could try kickboxing again. And they had two kickboxing MMA classes on the schedule. So I initially signed up and said, I'm only going to those. Like, there's no way in hell I'm, I'm doing a sport where a bunch of men get to like climb on top of me and, <laughs> and try to kill me. <laughs> like Particularly a bunch of men I don't know, you know. And I was just like, no, no, thank you. But I can't, I, I literally came to one kickboxing class and they bullied me into going to the nogi class the next day That sounds <laughs> and right. yeah it was rick's wednesday kickboxing and they were like so you're gonna go to nogi tomorrow right um <laughs> and i cried the whole time i was a mess <laughs> so you had some
0: anxiety with the whole
4: oh yeah i i literally i mean i think you were there right you remember i was yeah, i was yes. a wreck it was like it was it was like every time I had to tap out I like lost it I was like oh man if this was the real world I'd uh, be dead right now oh yeah <laughs> so that,
0: I think Joe Rogan has one of those comments where he's like that's the thing about jiu-jitsu is like when you tap out deep in your dead. mind you know like I'd be dead I just yeah, lost in the wild like exactly. survival of the fittest right like I um, lost yeah.
4: <laughs> and so that was like going through my head a lot for the first couple of classes but I don't know for some reason I came back the next day. Yeah. And I really love it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
4: I don't cry anymore in class most well, of the time.
0: <laughs> That's an improvement. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: What about you as a wrestler? As a wrestler did you have any like this is cool if, like from a self-defense point of view or um, want to be able I mean you're also in the National Guard too, so. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um it's just a byproduct of it. I yeah. guess, you know, it's kind of like a second thought. Um I like the sport like, I've always been a big MMA fan, you know, and I've never, I don't think I'd ever try MMA or anything like that, but I like martial arts, you know. I actually did karate with Aaron, who he was talking about earlier when I was a kid. He was one of the instructors at Tracy's, Aww. and uh, I, that was fun. I, I really like the people here also. Like, it's awesome being around, working out with people yeah. that are all kind of, they're in, like, different <coughs> points, but everyone's going towards the same goal, just getting better at something, the same thing, and it's just fun.
0: Yeah, did you um, did you have any, like, wrestling habits? Or, like, is it weird to oh, be on your back? No.
3: Yeah,
2: no, it's, it's bad. Like, do you go belly down a
0: lot? Like do you Oh, just... all
2: the
3: time.
0: <laughs> Every time. That's my go to. We're like, hey, man, guard! And okay. you're like, what the hell is
2: that, man? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's still my number one defense. If someone's in, like, full mount, it's just give them my back. Just try
3: to figure out. <laughs> Thank uh, you. So number, one number one defense. Yeah. So
0: forget, give forget them my a lot,
2: but
3: it's
2: okay. It's just a comfort thing. You know, it's kind of...
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's
2: why that's why G's good. You know, having to learn because you can't do as many like wrestling tendencies. You won't get away with it as much in gee. Yeah. So it's good for learning the sport, jujitsu.
0: I think. Yeah, I find that all the wrestlers that that I've come across pick up jujitsu super fast. Like it's just like those instincts and the, and the hips you guys develop and the sit out like all that stuff. Like jujitsu, people like I didn't wrestle and like right. I'm that is something I don't possess. So it's like when I go to wrestler, I'm like. I'm really just trying to catch up. Whenever we do stuff in stand-up techniques, I'm like, okay, sure. collar tie. Look, what am I trying to do here grip-wise? What am I trying to do? So yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, definitely in um, in gi, I feel a little safer because right. I have my grips. <laughs> yeah, in no funny. gi, yeah, I feel the opposite, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, no gi, I, no gi, I feel better now because yep. I, I went on a, a bit of like a, a leg lock binge and started learning leg locks. Right. Which, by the way, I wanted to ask you this, but I guess you answered it. I saw you... Uh, calf slice a white belt. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess that's what the policy...
1: Is. So, what's your policy on leg locks and stuff? Hey. There
4: is no policy. <laughs>
1: uh, it's one of those things where at one at one point in time we had, uh... When Nick was an instructor, he, he had a rule, no heel hooks. And this is 2012, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not training to be in IBJJF tournaments. Okay. Um... I feel confident enough in my leg locks and calf slicers and heel hooks and stuff like that. Like I'm going to be able to do it safely to a white belt. Um, I think it's important that they know that they're out there mm-hmm. and that they also know like how how to do it. Like you know, you can drill stuff forever, but like until you see it in a roll and have somebody who knows how to do it safely to you, like. I wouldn't want Andrew, who's the wrestler, by the way, you know, me doing that to him is kind of setting a precedence. If he ever gets in that position, he's not going to just crank it 100 miles an hour. He's going to be like, how did Chris do this? Well, he did it nice and slow and in control. So I I have no, I mean, we do, I'm not saying we do leg locks in the kids class, but like (laughs) we, we, we do, like I was teaching the kids last year, we were doing the Ashigurami position and like you know, they were kind of picking up on it, and it was pretty cool. You know, we weren't doing any any mm-hmm. leg locks, but um, I Are think you, it's super important to
0: know. Do you worry that if you apply it to someone that they might spin the wrong way, for example, and tear their own shit? Uh, or is it like you're only doing really. with someone that, that they've they've been exposed to the concept a little bit?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, that position that he was in tonight, he wasn't moving. So... Well, but, that was a cat too. Right. Um... Heel hooks, things like that, of that nature, we kind of have, like, a catch and release policy. Okay. Where it's, like, it's kind of like, you make eye contact, you're like, I got you. There's (laughs) that mutual thing where it's, like, I hope you're a nice enough dude to tap. Like, I've got your heel right (laughs) now. I think that anybody who does a heel hook in here knows that it's, like, knows how dangerous it is. Because we talk about it. You know, we don't, it's not like this secret hidden thing where it's, like, Hey, only us upper belts are allowed to do heel hooks and you guys can't do them. We we talk about it, you know, especially Aaron. Aaron teaches the Noki class and he really loves doing that stuff, and he always prefaces it with, This is dangerous stuff. Like mm-hmm. you can almost hurt yourself more than, you know, the person who's in it. So you have to be super careful, you know, and just don't flail when you get caught in it. And so I think that for the most part, If I catch somebody in a heel hook, like, you can, I mean, if you've rolled for six months, you can feel the other person's tension. If I feel that that person's going to be tense, I'm not going to even put it on. I might just catch it, give myself a little pat on the shoulder, and then let go. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, because I know that they're going to either spin out of it, so, and then I'll let them work their way out of it, but I actually really don't do that many heel hooks. Um, It's Maybe one a month, maybe you know. Um, it's not really a big part of my game, but uh, but yeah, I think it's important to expose these guys to everything,
0: you know. So how do you how do you like structure your curriculum? Like, is there a distinction between? Do you have like a, a fundamentals class and another uh, class, or are they just all kind of together?
1: Yeah, like we don't really have. I would usually consider the classes that I teach kind of the more basic classes. Um, and it's kind of funny. Like I go through phases. Where like I'll get really technique heavy and I'll be like, okay, this week we got to really work on collar chokes. Or this week we really got to work on whatever. <clears throat> and then I'll get real concept heavy. Like recently I've been real concept heavy with like escapes. And we've been doing some just escape drills and uh, sweep drills. And I really feel like the students sometimes, they're, they're their own best teacher half the time. Like – if you can give them a set of parameters and say, I want you two to put yourself in this position and then figure out a sweep based on these two or three guidelines. Because that's really what rolling is, you know, in my opinion. I've been shown, I mean, I've been to dozens of seminars, been taught thousands of techniques. But really what it comes down to is, in my humble opinion, is like, an outline of concepts because what works for me isn't going to work for Naya. Yeah. You know, so what works for me isn't going to work for Justin and vice versa. So if I say, Hey, you two, you go to Mount and you have to do a sweep. I don't care what it is. Just figure out a sweep that way when they roll, you know, they, they kind of have that in their mindset. It's not like, Oh my God, where do I put my hand? Or where do I put my foot or where do I, you know. So well, I saw you walk
0: a knife through, um, at the end of the class, walking through just like an open guard sweep. you got both, you've got both, the, you got handlebar or handlebar grip, you got feet on the hips. Right. What are some basic principles here? And it's like, okay, we well, got a post, you got a base, you got right. a grip, take away a post, kick out the base. Yep. And you can create a sweep. So that was pretty cool. I, I, I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen someone just approach it just from a conceptual point of view, where it's just like, what do you need to do a sweep? Now invent
1: one. Right. You know? Yeah. And to, to me, like that's, um, it's one of those things where I think as you train, you, the, the more and more and more you train, the less you rely on your teachers to like teach you techniques and the more you get creative, right? So as, as a white belt and beginner blue belt, that's when you're really trying to figure stuff out and like, what do I need for my basics? And then as you start to get deeper into your purple belt and then as you, go beyond that i believe that's when it becomes your art and like you could have somebody just show you a technique you know and this is how you do it but are you ever going to be put in that exact position when you roll what are the chances you know like it could be good but you know there's so many little nuances to every little position so the little kick that i've been on recently is just kind of like putting them in a position and saying figure something out see what works you have to fail you know you it, failing is a huge part of jiu-jitsu you know so that's that's the way that i look at things a lot of times you know in terms of curriculum usually like i i'll pick like last month we were doing mount escapes and it was just like Mount Escape, Mount Escape, Mount Escape, Mount Escape, Mount Escape. Every it night. It was a hard month. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, God yeah. damn it. This is the first. This is the, the, but I, I start jiu just when <laughs> we're doing Mount Escapes. But, but I, the, thing, the thing that was cool about it was because, you know, I've been teaching for four four years, you know, and it's like I could show a thousand moves throughout a week, but what's the point? You know what I mean? So it's like we're going to work on this one thing for a month, and by the end of it, People were escaping mount. It was like second nature. Now, what, what did you teach? Did you teach the elbow escape? Yeah, or? it was It was a lot of that, you know, making the leg nice and flat, the elbow getting on your side, you know, catching half guard, you know, and kind of working from there. Um, and then we worked on some UPA, okay. you know, the bridge and roll. So, a lot of like low guard, uh, excuse me, low mount. We were doing a lot of low mount. So, we were doing both. It was like... This is how to keep your mount like in really good low mount feet. So mount So you're teaching mount retention in addition to right. the mount escape. Yeah, and they the were kind of working together. Yeah, you know, and it was, it was, it was good. And by the end of it, you know, I was seeing all the students—white belts, blue belts, purple belts—all of them who were like picking it up, and it was like, you guys, that that method worked. Like just plowing through that month mm-hmm. of mount escapes, you know. And now we're kind of working on sweeps. Gotcha. So it's like sweeps from everywhere. Maybe do you guys concur with this?
4: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like as treacherous as that month was, and Justin remembers, I think we were partners on the first day, and he was so afraid of squishing me. (laughs) And because we were just doing drill after drill after drill, and Chris would walk over and be like, Put all your weight on her. What are you yeah. doing? You're not gonna hurt her. You're not. So is <laughs> and when, I'm over there being like. Ugh.
0: So when you guys do the drills, like how much resistance is pe- are people doing? Is it like get like let the person succeed 100 like go with it or give some resistance? Do progressive <sighs> resistance? Like?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say usually the first part of the drill is like let them get the let them get the movement down, and then we kind of crank it up a little bit. And I saw you did situational sparring too where yeah. you're like starting a position and yep. you yep. sweep, reset, that sort of thing. Yep. So, yeah, and we were actually doing situational rolling where it was like we would do 10-minute rounds and it was oh, crap. one person goes to mount. If you the person on top gets a submission, you just stay in mount. If the person on bottom sweeps or escapes, you just go back to mount. And we did that 10-minute rounds like that. And that that that, that it really cemented in like what we were doing because everybody has their a game you know like what's your a game oh i i, I still don't think i have an a game okay like, i have i've been doing this for just
0: under two years and and right. somebody asked me that like well, what, what do you like to do i'm like man i'm still trying to figure out what i like to do right. but um maybe you're just I'll,
4: very diverse yeah
0: that's your a game yeah, yeah but I'll
5: I'll, I'll I'll uh uh yeah, so i don't know i know Justin school. you have an a game right now uh, I'm still new, but I'm. I feel most comfortable side control. So I, my thing is trying to get to side control and stay in a stay in a controlling position. So,
0: what about you, Andrew? I
5: don't. I don't have any kind of game. Just wrestle, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs> <laughs> scrap, bro. <Yeah. laughs> just uh, scrap. d game, a <laughs> game. I just... yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you guys find as white? So the the thing I find interesting is. Already just, not even two years in, I already have a hard time remembering how my thought process as a white belt, because it was so much survival, like being in paired positions and, and getting better. Like, what position do you guys find yourself in the most as a white belt? Is it like side control bottom? Because that's what I did. Like, I started, like, the thing I the thing I wanted to say is like, I started in side control bottom. That was my thing. Right. Like, I'd always be in side control bottom. They passed my guard. Yes. And it sucked. But that was the first thing I would I would say humbly that I got kind of good at was how do I get out of side control bottom? Because that's what I was constantly in. I was like, well, shit, this guy's like right. putting his shoulder in my face and this sucks. How do I get my frames? How do I start like getting a knee in? and so forth? So like what position do you guys find yourself in right now?
2: I just just always get in my guard past, Getting your and guard fast. kind path? of being able, I can collect, I mean, I wouldn't say I do it well, but I'm, I can get my guard back, but then it's like almost like, it's immediately being
5: fast,
2: yeah, yeah. I guess. So it's
0: always in, like you said, side control. I feel like it's where
5: I okay. end up a lotter in mount. What are you, Justin? Uh, I feel like as a white belt, I still end up in that bottom side control or in a mount position, you know, in bottom. So I'm that mount. The month of mount escapes was crucial for me. <laughs> you know, they are like finally. I want to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, they kept me from like you know the general beginning where you're just trying to press everybody off you. Yeah, you know, so I spent a long time just trying to muscle people off me. So and you but got I, tired
0: really fast, <laughs> extremely
5: fast. The first first month of the class was hard for sure. And how long I didn't get? How long have you been training? Uh, this is about my fourth month, probably fourth month.
0: And you're addicted, or you? I've
5: been coming pretty often. I'm I've spent the last month with a little bit of a knee injury, so I've been out a little while. But yeah, yeah I come probably three days a week. And that's awesome. That's
0: awesome. What about you, Naya? What position do you find yourself in the most? Tapping
5: out.
4: Tapping
0: out. Ta- hey, that's how you get a submission. That's the best 100% success rate for getting out of a submission. The old, yep. or, the old double tap.
4: Um, I I think it's my least favorite and also most frequently, but I'm I'm so often inside control bottom. Side control and, bottom. And my ribs are like Permanently messed up from it. Every <laughs> you can hear it in the room every time someone gets there on me because I'm always like, Ugh, and I, make these, <laughs> I make these just like like disgusting defeated sounds. It's like, oh, nice inside control bottom again.
0: <laughs> now, um, how many other females train at the gym roughly regularly?
4: Well, I don't. I only go to the evening classes. Um, I think there's a couple girls in the 6 a.m.s who I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, and Stephanie just left, but Stephanie there's Casey. Left. Oh, I miss Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Casey, there's another girl, uh, Amanda. She'll start coming back.
4: See, I don't know any of those girls. Yeah. I just know Sandy and then the, like, 12-year-old girl. Actually, Micah, she just she's turned four, 14. 14. <laughs> she just had a birthday. Yeah. Um,
1: I think we have, like, half a dozen or so.
4: Yeah. I just haven't met a lot there's of them. There's a couple.
1: There was a new girl, and there's the, the two... New girls for kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that Molly. and Molly, uh,
4: little Molly. There's another one. She's who a badass. Um, Kate. Yes. Yes. Yep, so. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like that month was really effective for me, though, because.
0: The Mount um, Escape Month.
4: Yes, because I find myself, like, in a bottom position so frequently. And even if it's not, even if they're not in Mount, just, like, kind of having a general, like, a conceptual idea of what of like how to protect myself or how to get out from a bottom position, um, was, was really helpful for me. And, and you said it to me, like at the very beginning, you said, you know, at some point someone like in a couple months from now, someone newer than you is going to walk in and you're going to notice it. And, and I had a moment or two like that, um, and it definitely like fluffed my ego a little bit. I was it's like, scary, "Oh, right? like, like you I'm can, not like wow." I I actually have learned a couple things. Yeah, but it's
0: scary. Like you can rip their like you're like God. I can rip their arm off if I
4: well, want. Well, I don't to. know about that. Well, no, I'm, 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 <laughs> no but seriously, like, you,
0: you, like if you go with someone, like they do movements. Like they don't. It's weird. It's like you can just start moving their body parts around. Doing jujitsu, and they have no idea what you're, what it's leading to. They're yeah. like, "Oh, I'm just going to do this," and next thing you know, you got your arm exactly. around their neck. Exactly. They're just you
4: know? like, "Oh, this is weird. You're moving my arms," like, and all of a sudden, you're choking them. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's cool. I think I think that that's a big reason why I got addicted. Not because like I'm trying to choke everybody out that I meet, <laughs> but just um, like when you, I guess sweeping is a good. Idea. If, the first time I swept someone, and they're like probably a little bigger. Like that light goes off where it's like, wait a minute, there's something more here. Like this isn't just, you know, I'm not arm wrestling the guy here, right? Like I'm actually like doing something. So I actually wrote a couple questions. We don't have to go through these. Like we can go through these fast or slow, whatever you want, that I was thinking of. We covered some of them. Um, But I'm just kind of curious about this kind of stuff. So the first is belt promotions. How do you guys, like that's probably coming up for you guys. It's coming up for us in December 9th. It's
1: etched in my mind down in Orlando, but, like, how do you guys... Yeah, so I think it's important to say that, because um, I don't think we said it before, but my, we're officially affiliated with Mass BJJ Arlington. Uh, they're a really big school down on the outs- outskirts of Boston, and so our head instructor is Mike Pellegrino. He's a third-degree black belt under Roberto Maya from the Boston BJJ family. And so uh, Mike, actually, he's the one that promotes... Um, I'm a fourth-degree or fourth-strike purple belt... So I got all my stripes from him. Um, I got my purple belt from Nick, but I've gotten all of my promotions since uh, from Mike. Okay. And um, so I'm allowed to promote up to a four stripe white belt. Gotcha. Until I'm a brown belt, and then I think I can do blue belt. Okay. Um. And stripe up blue belt. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Um. So ever since we became affiliated with Mike, um. He's done all of, like, the Blue Belt promotions. And he comes up, like, two or three times a year. Uh, He doesn't have, like, a set. um, And I think at their school, they don't have, like, a set thing where it's, like, quarterly promotions. It's kind of just, like, a feel. Because they have people start at so many different times. And it's just, like, they have a lot of people who compete. They have a lot of people who don't compete. So um, So they don't have... Like set dates where they do
0: promotions. Nope. nope. So there's um, no like. So, for example, as, as just an example, like at my, at my school, um, we have promotion ceremony twice a year. We have summer promotions and winter promotions. Right. And people get striped up outside of that. Gotcha. But belt promotions outside of there will be the occasional surprise one. Right. Typically, maybe if someone. Might be leaving, and they're maybe a month away from actual
1: promotions. They'll get promoted before they move out of town, something right. like that. As as far as I know, because you know, I follow. Obviously, I follow him on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, just last week, there was like two or three people promoted, and they were all on different days. Um, you know, but it wasn't like one big day where ten people got promoted. Um, I think you know he maybe keeps it around the same time, but no, it's not like. I think Gracie Baja does that too. I think they do a summer and a winter, I believe. Okay. Um, you know, different from stripes. I think, I think they can get striped up kind of like what you were saying, but belts they do. Uh, Cause their, their head person is Carlos Torina. Mm-hmm. So he's, he comes up like two or three times a year to do big promotions. But for Mike, um, no, I think it's just i think it's just a feel for him. And it's just, you know, he's been training for 20, 25 years, you know. And um, <clears throat> when he comes up, they're actually coming up this Saturday to do a seminar. And I'm sure there will be some promotions here and there. Um, but it's not like we're not all chomping at the bit going like, yes, finally. You know, yeah, I'm going to yeah, get yeah. my brown belt. Like gotcha. he – I have no idea. He, he he texts, you know, we text back and forth, and he said, "He you know, he's like, listen, you're close to your brown belt. These are the things I want you to work on. Next time I see you, you know, we'll talk more about it, and he wants me to go down. Because being the, the top person here besides Aaron, my Aaron and myself are both four-stripe purple belts. Like, I don't have a brown belt or a black belt here to push me every single day. You know, yeah. it's like... These guys push me hard, you know, the white belts and the blue belts. You know, they, they push me hard, but it's not, it's not the same. It's like a high-level black belt pushing you. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And so he wants me to go down there and train with his guys and, like, kind of really see where I'm at. And I think that's kind of what he wants to do with, like, people who have four stripes – like as you get into the higher belts, you know the purples and the browns. And go visit, go visit his academy, right? Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, is he going to come up here? And you're like, hey man, well, with this guy,
0: well, with this guy, well, <laughs> with this gal, yeah. this is what I think. Tell me what you think, kind right. of, the, you know. Yep.
1: Yeah, I actually went down there in April last year, uh, this spring, and uh, got some really good roles in. He's got some tough, tough, tough guys down there, and uh, you know, so he wants me to do that again. I think in December. After the seminar and, uh, you know, just kind of get a feel or who knows, you know, he might surprise me with a brown belt. I don't know. Probably not though. Well, wow. <laughs> that, that will be exciting. I hope not. I don't, I don't want my brown belt. Not yet. Why do you Why? not like your brown You don't feel you, you I do. just feel like it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, I feel like I'm just getting into my purple, you know, even though I've had it for three years. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's a weird feeling. Interesting,
3: you
0: know. I, my my uh, I uh, so in the last episode, of my uh, my partner in crime, Chris, like he's the most like he's been training fifteen years. I think he's a fourth right brown belt, and he's the most like self deprecating guy. <laughs> like he's like, oh, white belts tap me out, man. Like I, I can maybe teach this stuff, but I can't. I'm like, dude. I- I asked him, like, you could defend yourself. And she's like, really? Could I? Like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, you're, you've been <laughs> training for 15 years. You'll be fine. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. It's like that always, I think, I think we're always, like, super hard on ourselves. Yeah. Or at least not hard, but we have very high standards. Right. And everyone else could say, man, this guy's, like, more than deserving of right, whatever. Right. Like, right, going to right. blue or going to purple or going to brown, et cetera. But it's like, man, you, you just, I think, if, especially when you roll with higher level guys, yeah. You get humbled so fast, oh, you're yeah, like, totally. wait a minute, man. There's no way. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. There's absolutely yeah. no way.
1: I think the thing also that Mike has really instilled in me is he's like, the goal is black belt. Like, and so I'm kind of – it's like I'm all that's in the back of my head more than the brown belt. It's like the goal is the black belt. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thought for me where it's like, yeah, I mean, the next step is the brown belt, but really ultimately – the the goal should be the black belt, and that's what you should be going for every class. Is like, I want to get that black. Is belt. Is there like in in your mind,
0: and I guess also from you know your your instructor or professor's mind, like, do you guys have a distinction between like a competitive, like, jujitsu practitioner and a non, like, like you said there are a lot of guys that compete down there. Like, yeah. is he. I wouldn't say grading them on a different scale, but it's like, is he going to promote them under a slightly different criteria than the people that are, let's say, recreational?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, because I compete, I've done, I did two Boston Opens this year. Is Um, that the nearest place you have to go to Yeah, I mean, there's some small local ones. Like, there's one in, in Augusta, which is uh, two hours, hours away,
0: which is like two hours away. Yeah, there's
1: there's a couple <laughs> in Portland. There's some grappling industries in I, mean, I grew up here. Two hours away, I
0: get that. But for yeah. a lot of yeah. other people, Orlando's like two hours away. I'm in, almost in Miami now. <laughs> yeah, you know what
3: yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, the big the big ones, like the Boston Opens, you know, that's the closest. They have some grappling industries. I think in New Hampshire and
0: is, have, have you heard ones. of like Naga or New I've never done do a Naga
1: one. No. Do they exist in the Northeast? Yeah, side? oh yeah. Okay. I think they do one in I think they do one in Massachusetts again yeah yeah, six hours away so. yeah minimum
5: <laughs> but and, uh
1: but yeah i mean i, I compete sandy competes um, aaron's done some competitions um but yeah no it's not like down there where it's like hey it's just a a train ride to you know umass sure just compete for the weekend you know well and i also
0: saw on your instagram um katie bjj right <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> on instagram um that a couple guys, I don't know if they train here full time or they just came through, but had some MMA fights up in Bangor. Yep. And yep. they okay, so how how like what's the MMA scene for you guys? Like so, how, are there people here that train as part of their MMA
1: curriculum? Yeah, so basically that for us, the, the kickboxing in the MMA is just a supplement to jujitsu. Like it's not, we're not trying to be a feeder for like the MMA circuit in the area. Like your, like, main, like, your main – like, your main – like, the majority of your students are, are, B, are jiu-jitsu. Right. Okay. Yep, exactly. If you want to do MMA and if you want to, like, be in a fight, um, my coaches will kind of help help you with that. Yeah. Me, personally, I don't have – I teach 12 classes a week. I don't have the time and energy to, like, put into an MMA fighter. Um, if you want to come to jiu-jitsu, I'm going to treat you just like a normal student. Um so that's why my two MMA coaches, I kind of let them deal with that, little, that aspect of it. And uh, it was great. We had two fighters at a, at a fight in Orono. Um, one fighter did really well, and the other fighter lost. But it was a really good experience for him. And uh, I think he's going to fight again. He didn't get too banged up? Uh, he broke his nose. Oh, that's fine. Uh, that's super big. Yeah. But it <laughs> that was, has character to the face, man. The kid that he was going against, um, had a lot more experience. Yeah. And, uh, they had a pretty, couple pretty good scrambles on the ground. And our guy, uh, he escaped a, uh, I think the guy had him and had an arm choke. And he escaped out of it. They got back to their feet. And, uh, it was just a TKO by strikes. Gotcha. You know, they just stopped it. Um, but it was good. It was a good first experience for him. He's young. It was Corey. You know, he's twenty years old. So it was a good experience for him. And uh, I think he wants to fight again. So that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, But mostly for you guys at Jiu Jitsu here. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're just a laid back Jiu Jitsu school. You know, we work hard, and uh, you know, we put a lot of energy and effort into our classes and you know the kids program and stuff. And you know, but that's our main focus for yeah. sure. So, um,
0: I kind of was wondering, th- th- this really perplexed me. Um, it seems like Maine is becoming a destination for jujitsu people. Okay. Which is kind of odd for me. Yeah. Like, I, because I grew up here and I don't, I don't, I don't associate this with Brazilian this stuff, but Origin's here. Yep. Yeah. And they're That's a right. huge gi company. Yep. Yeah. Um, I know about Origin because everyone at my gym is an Origin fanatic. Yeah. We yeah, have yeah, a rep yeah. that trains there. Um, they have a camp that brings in yeah. Mackenzie Dern, Jocko, all the yeah. big guys. Um, BJJ Globetrotters, which we talked about yep. earlier, they have a camp yep. and those are just the two, like, those are two big ones that I can just think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Why <laughs> do like, what, what, what brought people up here? And, and like, have you, like, have you had any talk with the origin people and, and that sort of thing? Like what's,
1: what? Yeah. When we first opened for some reason, I missed that class, but, um, Pete Roberts, the owner of Origin, actually came and trained at our gym. No kidding. And it was like, I didn't really know what it was at the time because I was brand new. But like in retrospect, I'm like, how? why did I miss that class? <laughs> how is that possible? You know, I, I was coming to like six classes a week. It was like one class Okay, so I you're already like, you were already like into the training. You yeah. Weren't, you weren't like, okay. Yeah, I was probably a one or two striped white dog. Gotcha. But it was like, I found out later, you know, I'm like, wait a second, who was here? Pete Roberts? And then... I'm like, oh, my God. How did I miss that class, you know? But uh, I don't know. It just seems like – I mean, if it wasn't for Nick originally coming here to this area, then I don't think there would be another – you know, nobody else would have – there's not another school, like, a block away. Yeah, yeah. You know for what sure. I mean? I have had a couple of people – I had a guy call me a couple of years ago who said he might be moving to the area, and he was a black belt. And he was just kind of feeling out the jiu-jitsu in this area. And he kind of was like, well, you know, it's like, I don't know. I might just open up my own school yep. in Ellsworth. And uh, It kind of gave me like a heart at- you know, a brief heart attack. I'm like, oh, my God, a black belt, you know. And um, But I think I'm confident enough in like kind of our program and being affiliated with Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, people come in here. It's professional looking. You know, we have our – Mike Pellegrino poster, nice and framed. You know, it's not—it's not just a club. You know, it's—it's yeah. it's a school. You know, and we have these nice folders that I give to all the new students. You know, and <laughs> all that stuff with all the information. And it's like—that's the one thing that Mike has done for me. Is he's like, you got to be professional. You—you ha- you ha- you can't just be a club. You have to look and actually be legit. That way, when you have visitors come, it's not like they're not going to post on the internet and say oh, I went to this gym run by purple belts and it was awful, you know. We have people come here who are high level, black belts and brown belts who, you know, they they say good things, you know. They say, hey, you guys had a good class and they give us a good review on Facebook and Instagram and whatever and, you know, and that's that's what it's all about, I think. Um, but in terms of, like, why jiu-jitsu getting crazy in Maine, I think it's just spreading everywhere, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just... It's a beautiful place. You know those guys do those, uh, you know the origin.
0: What time? What time is the origin camp? Because I know the the Globe ones, they come like in the late spring, which is which is really the start of bug season. It's yeah. kind of rainy. I'm like, I don't
1: know if this is like showing off Maine at its best point. You know, but what is it? Is it called the immersion camp? The yeah. Globetrotter? Or not the no the origin. The origin, I think immersion is emerging, camp. Yeah, I feel like it's in early summer. Yeah, yeah. I Feel like they just had it a couple months ago.
0: Like maybe a month or so ago. Yeah, they have it on like a lake. It's like this camp area on like it's super in pretty. Strong,
5: Maine. What's that? I think it's in Strong.
1: It's okay. On strong. Okay. Yeah, it's like a legit like summer camp. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, but it's, it's like from, you look like, at the names of people it's like
0: I, you know for, again yeah, for me yeah, growing yeah. up in Maine, Rural Maine. I'm like damn, look at all these you know, Mackenzie Derns here, Jockos showing
1: up. Like, yeah. What the heck's going on? I don't about? know. It's wild. <laughs> have you been to any of those? camps? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's hard to get away from here, you know. So. Um, I'd like to. Um, one of my, actually, we had Nick Gregoritis here. You know who that is? Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood. Uh, uh, no, I don't that think That brand so. with the uh, the blue. Apart. Oh, okay. That patch. Yeah. so I Nick, think I've seen the patch. So Nick Gregoritis is a Hydra Gracie black belt. Cool. And uh, he's, we, we had him here for a seminar last year at this time. And he's doing uh camp out, I think it's in Northern California. Uh, I forget the name of it, but, uh, another huge camp, you know, if it's just kind of the way it's going, mm-hmm. just like the globetrotters and the origin immersion camp, like it's just, you know, people want to like unplug. It's like burning man kind of, it's like Jitsu burning man. Oh yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> what, um,
4: that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, random question. Do, do you know by chance who the first main black belt was first
1: main black belt? Man, I don't know. Uh, I know that there's a guy named Jay Jack who owns the Academy down in southern Maine. Um, He's been a black belt for a long time. Um, He's the only one that I can think of that I know that's been a black belt for a long time. What about. Probably um, a couple others. um,
0: What's that guy? Isn't his name Davis? The Irish hand grenade? Oh, Marcus Davis.
1: Marcus Davis, I Is think, even just a black? got his blue belt. Oh, really? Okay, he's, I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've rolled with him before. and Because he, he used to be part of... Um, he's a Bangor. Team Irish. He used to be, yeah. So he lives in North Carolina now. Um, but he used to be part of... It was Team Irish, and they were connected to uh, Gracie Baja, or Titan. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I rolled with him a couple times, and he loved him to death. He's like, what belt? You know, you don't, He's like, I don't even see the belt. <laughs> I mean, he's just um, one of those guys where he's not very big, and you roll with him, and you're like, this. It's like, it's like, kind of like growing up. You mentioned you you, you were tennis, right? Is that mm-hmm. your big thing?
0: what I mean, I haven't touched a racket right. for years now, but yeah, that was. But my it's like,
1: sport. it's like the first time you see somebody who's like a different level. Mm-hmm. It's like you have everybody who's like really good, really good, really good, really good, really good and then you see somebody who's like. Oh, that person's a pro. Like that was the first when I first time I ever saw Marcus and like rolled with him. I'm like, "Oh, he's a professional fighter." <laughs> like it's I have zero chance. Like there's not even not even a hair of a chance of beating Not even beating. Like not even a hair of a chance. Was it in his no ghee? It was no gi. Okay. So the little... But in his wheelhouse. I, I don't think it would have matter. He would just grapple with you in, in gi. He's like, I don't yeah, need grip. It was like, this is,
3: <laughs> this is somebody
1: who's gi- on, on a different f- field. It's like, you're playing the same game, but it's like, you know, a different level.
4: That's how I feel every day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I was going to grapple with the gi on. Yeah. And yeah. I've rolled with a lot of really high level people too. But somebody like that who's like dedicated their entire lives to like killing people. It's like <laughs> insane. You know, I was, like,
2: standing with, like, Rick Hahn he was in the right. summer. Yeah, like, we had Rick, Rick Hahn here. Olympics for judo. You know who Rick
1: Hahn is? A judo, right? Yeah, he's a judo black belt. He's also a Brazilian BJJ black belt. Um, oh, he must have been tossing people left and right. Yeah, it was pretty awesome to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came here, and really cool. him and his wife, uh, Jackie Hahn, she's a blue belt. She's a beast, too. They they just came here. They are up on vacation, and they came and taught a couple classes. That's awesome. And just, like, dropped in and taught some awesome judo and, and then kicked our asses. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, for sure. It's awesome.
0: Um, we're getting up on an hour, so I don't want to keep you guys. You guys, your time has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, before I let you guys go, I just want to go through it. Uh, Justin and you guys, you're on the spot because I'm going to ask you the question first. Do you have any goals in jiu-jitsu and what I are mean? they? Uh,
5: my jiu-jitsu goals are just to keep coming back and <laughs> eventually get to that black belt and Mm I've had a lot more years, so hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more classes.
0: There you go. There you go. (laughs) What about you, Andrew?
5: Yeah, I'd say the same. Just try to find a consistency.
0: Just get better. Okay. Miss Naya.
4: That's a hard question. (laughs) It can (laughs) be whatever you want. Because I feel like right now my goal is to just stay afloat and to keep coming back. But I have thought...
0: What's your, okay, what's your goal for the next six months? How about that? Like, oh, frame it like a I little. I don't
4: know. I see. What? That's like that's like a really hard question. But I feel like I feel like some more a more like conceptual kind of like maybe one day goal would be I'd like to I'd like to compete. Okay. I'd like to do a competition like one day, and that's like that's have you competed nice in far. another
0: sport? Like
4: I did tennis. Okay. Growing up, yeah. Cool. Yeah, but that's like not. That's nothing. Like wow. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Like we're very a, far away from one another. I actually wish
0: tennis. I had done this earlier because there are a lot of times I wonder to ring the other guy's neck because I you thought they were cheating us the
4: net. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, in tennis, when you unless you're a pro, at the highest level, you never have a referee. Yeah. So a lot of people will che- like you're responsible for honor code. Like yep. you call the lines fairly, but a lot of guys would do that. You would just want to be like I just put it. Yeah.
4: Um,
0: I did have. Oh, you said you did yoga.
4: Yeah, i yoga You've
0: got a huge advantage. Do you notice that in jiu-jitsu? I
4: mean, not yet. <laughs> when we I do. learn how to use it. Yeah. I, I, notice, I notice it when when people try to do, like, arm submissions on me. And I have that extra, like, five or six seconds to try and wiggle out of it. Because my arm just bends okay. for longer. Um, and so that, I notice it in, in little moments like that.
0: Oh, you did it. it, it if you want to invert and stuff like it's flexible people are a pain to pass their guard. So you you're, you're
1: keep that up. That, I'm that trying to like, I don't hard. want to teach her that because right now, I'm you know, it's like, yes, I pass your guard. As soon as she learns like the rubber guard and inverting and all that, we're going to be done. Yeah. Dad's already
4: tells, teaching me on the side. I know. It's annoying.
1: <laughs> no, that's cool. And I can like, like put her feet behind her head and like, feet in a knot. Yeah. It's like... I mean also and just it looks from injury like I'm prevention
0: myself. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Um yeah you that all, that yeah leave <laughs> it with that. It's a podcast. It's not, there's no next you have a camera then we can actually do the hand gestures and stuff. Yeah. Um Chris goals.
3: Ah,
1: <sighs> goals. <sighs> Jiu-jitsu goals, business goals, anything, life goals. I don't yeah. I don't I want
4: to hear your life goals. My so life
1: goals. Well, my awesome life, life goals hard. are intertwined <laughs> with this. Uh, I would say business goals, you know, like right now, because it is a business, you know, and right now we have like 70-ish members. That's and, uh, awesome, man. Mike, Mike really wants us to get up to 100. the The main goal for this gym is to be able to, I'd love to be able to buy a piece of land and like build like a legit gym with showers and. You know what I mean? Like, that's a women's room. Yeah, like, because right now we have one bathroom and one change room. And it's, you know, as we get more and more uh, women in here, it's tough. They have, you know, we kind of have to take turns. And so the main, the the big goal, the big dream for the gym is to, like, buy a little chunk of land and, like, make, like, a real place, like, a good facility with. Okay, so I'm going to make a request. All right. Take it
0: under advisement. Uh, A sauna and a cold plunge, like, an ice bath. Oh, man.
1: That would, that, that, that's, that's amazing. I would amazing. In that. Okay. <laughs> do, do a, a go on the- a whole row of those shiatsu massage Those, <laughs> <laughs> so like, put the quarters in. <laughs> yeah. I would hang
4: I out in the sauna. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: some float tanks, yeah. Ooh,
4: sensory deprivation yep. tanks. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's
1: goals for the business. You know, that's the big dream. You know, the students deserve it. You know, the ones that have been here through thick and thin. You know, we have an awesome core of people. And, uh, but it's like I need to break that over that hump. You know, we need mm-hmm. to get, like, you know, 20 or 30 more students to really be able to financially dip into that. Um, in terms of jiu-jitsu, you know, my goal is to now, you know, high-level purple belt. It's just to, like, I've been exploring a lot with other things. Like, you know, I, I was doing that lockdown. Mm-hmm. That's kind of new to me. Like, I've never – really explore that we have a blue belt who comes to the morning classes luke and luke is probably about your size and he's he loves the lockdown and so i started picking his brain and that's the thing is like the thing about jujitsu is you don't have to be a black belt you don't have to learn from black belts and brown belts and like i picked that up from a blue belt like he was showing me how to do his lockdown stuff and and since then i've really been working on that you know, getting into that, all the Eddie Bravo stuff and doing the, you know, the, uh, what's that, the electric chair sweep and all yeah. that. Like, so for me, it's just, this is where I come to have fun. And like, as long as my goal is to like keep learning and keep having fun, I feel like the gym is going to be successful, you know? And so that's kind of where I'm keeping that. Um, so yeah, that's my, those are my goals. That's awesome, man. You know?
0: That's awesome. I um, did, Do you uh, do you guys, like, watch any
1: instructionals? Are you like, I, I want to go through the Danaher stuff. <laughs> yeah, right? so I actually need to give credit a little bit to Kit Dale. Because I did s- some of that stuff. I don't know if you know what Kit Dale is. Uh, the, the the name sounds... Kit good Dale's right. an Australian jiu-jitsu guy. He's a really, really good instructor. Oh,
0: he's a guy that, that, that um, got locked in. I think he promoted Lachlan Giles, I, I think. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I remember hearing... You know, I don't know about that, but I do remember hearing an interview with Craig Jones, another guy yep. who was saying he's like uh, he's in, like an idol over there, like
1: he's yeah he's super famous. So Kit Dale has a couple of videos where he kind of talks about conceptual stuff, and so it's like I I do have some of the Daughter videos, and it's like you can you can get into that stuff, but it's like there's so much other stuff to focus on too, or it's like you know especially with. Just learning basics like close guard and learning how to shrimp correctly and mm-hmm. do forward rolls and backward rolls. I mean you can do that stuff forever. You know? Um, Invisible jiu-jitsu. Right, right, exactly. You know, I, I do I, I look at I do look at instructionals from time to time. Um, but usually it's just to get like ideas. Yeah. It's not like, okay, I need to copy this guy's move because I don't teach anything that I don't know. Like, I'll never teach anything here where I'm like, hey, guys, I just saw this video on YouTube. Let's practice it. that's not, that wouldn't be authentic of me. I might watch a move on YouTube or something and try to implement into my own game, and then if I figure it out, I'll give myself three or four months, and then I might teach it, but never just straight from the internet onto the mat. I mean, at least there you can say, use some common problems I encounter. People do this,
0: then you do that. Right. that sort of thing. Right. I had um I don't one of the black belts from my place um, recently got promoted, Nick Paul he uh, never trust a guy with two first names. Well, that's yeah, that's <laughs> me too. <laughs> this is a good joke because that's me too. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But <laughs> Nick Paul, um, his his philosophy is very I wouldn't say unique, but it, it's very consistent. He he's a big believer that jujitsu is a set of positions where in each position there are only a few things that someone could do. So it's like as long as you kind of funnel people into those positions that you want to work and you just know these are the two or three things that they're going to do, you just anticipate and you counter that. And that's right. his whole game, Right. you know, and, and he'll play. He plays Z-Guard a lot, and he, we, we call it the Nick Paulsley you yeah. know. So, you know, he, he'll, he'll get you and he's going to either catch you by the, but you're going to get a chin strap or you're going to get an overhook and you're, and you're going to get swept and it's just, that's his thing. Yeah. But he's, he's, that's how he reduces it to that and he also says what you said earlier which is you can't expect to remember all the techniques which you need to understand is kind of the concept Right. and then maybe you're remembering it subconsciously but it's conceptually why you're, you're doing the, the technique in that role I yeah. you know.
1: So. Yeah, like my goal, big picture is to like be able to, like, be so well-rounded that you can put me in any position. And that's what I want for my students, too. Like, I want them to be able to be put in any position and be able to deal with it, mm-hmm. you know? And then you can, you can get into the specialist stuff, like, hey, what do you like? Let's work on that, too. But the general thing is, like, hey, let's put everybody in as many positions as we can and then kind of go from there. And uh, that's kind of, like... You know, that's how I like to roll. I like to be put into every position and try to figure my figure my way out of it. Okay. You know. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to learn,
0: too. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I agree. Um, This sounds. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but did any of you have a question for me? Because you guys have done a lot of talking, and if you had a question for me, you can ask it. If not, I'm not offended. You know. Yeah. Anyone have a question? Well,
1: I asked you. Well, how
4: did you guys meet? Like what is your connection?
1: My
0: connection is uh I my mom told me there's a jiu-jitsu studio in Ellsworth. Oh
2: yeah, you said. A said jiu-jitsu that.
0: studio. I think that's how she called it. You know, A jiu-jitsu gym and uh, the next time I came up uh I dropped by. I th- I think I called you ahead of time. I was like, "Hey man, I trained down here in Orlando. What's the deal? Do you guys have drop-ins and stuff?" And I came in and it was a pretty good class like a like you, actually it was you, Aaron and Greg were all there. Oh yeah. Plus um I think Two or three blue belts and four or five white belts yeah. and I got and you guys I think did like eight minute rounds and I was like, Oh man, I can't quit because of my cardio, man. <laughs> my coach would kill me, like I just gotta keep going. Eight minute rounds. I'm trying to
1: think back. Oh, you me.
0: just it was it was like forty five minutes in the class, there's another forty five minutes, you're like, let's just roll. Yeah. And I got yeah. to roll with all you guys. <laughs> I got blown out the shit out of, but it was it was it was a lot of fun. Yep, yeah, good. And um and it was actually the first time my dad actually saw Jiu Jitsu. That's right. He had no, I mean, he knew I did it. He, yeah, was, he yeah, thought it was yeah. cool that yeah. I did it, but he had no concept of what it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he saw it, and the thing that really, uh, the thing he really liked, he, he couldn't get over just how friendly everyone was. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. these guys are strangers. To this is what he didn't say, but this is what he's thinking, Right. right. Like, they're a bunch of strangers. My son just showed up, and they're all hugging each other afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So he he was really blown away and I'm really impressed by that. And yep. he's been a fan of Jiu-Jitsu ever since. Oh, awesome! Since yeah. That even though he has no idea what a right what clothes guard is. Right, like, right. You know, like I was watching the Damien Maya Ben Askren thing live because that was in the morning. Yep. and my dad like was watching and he was like. Is this good? Is this bad? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Like, what is this? He's asleep.
0: Is that good? <laughs> he, he figured that part out. Yeah. So, so that's how we met. And I was hoping to train two or three times, but I, I, literally, I, I cracked my ribs like two days before I came out. So, I'm on the the IR for a couple. Probably, I'll probably start in a week. I'll probably get back to to drilling and yep. stuff. So, uh, have you ever competed? I competed once. I don't have any interest in competing per se because um, I played tennis my whole life and I got that sort of com- competition bug out of me. Um, I'm highly competitive, but I don't need to compete. Um, I did do it. Uh, so there's an organization. I, they might actually come up to Boston. It's called Tap Cancer Out. Oh yeah, yeah. TCO. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're an awesome. They're an awesome, um, awesome organization. They run great tournaments, and they're actually a little more affordable compared to an IBJJF tournament, you know? So it was a good cause, and I was a four-strike white belt. So I kind of wanted to give myself my own little blue belt test and say, how do I do against other, you know, people that are strangers, that are, you know what I mean, that are gonna go hard, that don't know me, I don't know them, and and how I did in that situation. Um, So that was cool, and I have to say I got I did get gold in my <laughs> nice. in my category, nice. and I got wow. silver and absolute, so that was cool. Awesome. So it was, uh, but that
1: I might do it again, but it's that's yeah. kind of where I'm with competition. I found that the more and more, the higher ranking, and the more I compete. Like when I first competed, it's like you have nothing to lose. Like my first competition as a white belt, I got double gold as well, and then I, when I first got my blue belt, same thing. I just like breeze through all these people. And then I took a couple of years off and I got my purple belt. I was like, oh, "I'll try to compete again," and it was like, "Holy crap!"
0: Yeah, something yeah.
1: happened. Like, no longer are we
0: in the beginner. Well, realm. and there's also a big, there's also a big difference between like like a, a, you know a local tournament and you doing a, the Boston Open, right. right? I mean, like there's oh, a yeah. the, the it's going to attract more people. Yep. and it's just a bigger just a bigger pond. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But it's uh, yeah, competing is fun. Actually, I mean, like I kind of wish I could travel around more and drop into more gyms because I think just that is is cool not that I'm trying to like like come in and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my my gym's honor and wreck all these guys but just to feel other people and other roles and I was excited to come back because I was like you know I wonder what Chris is gonna think because like I rolled with him as a two-stripe you know white belt now I've got two stripes as a blue belt like What's gonna feel different? Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I'm actually gonna recognize more things. Because yeah. I know you took the, the one comment I remember from you at the time was, hey, you actually didn't you didn't fall right into that lasso sweep, you know what I mean? Like you put me in lasso oh, guard, yeah, yeah. and we had actually just practiced lasso guard there. So the first thing we learned is don't you wanna to pass to them, but they're yeah, gonna they're yeah, gonna yeah, sweep yeah. you, they're gonna bicep slice you, they're gonna do that. Yep. So I just kind of sat there. And you're like, actually, that was pretty good that you – you know what I mean? I was trying to
1: undo the lasso. Now that – yeah, it's funny. Now that you're saying that, I, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, so it's like that kind of stuff. I don't do that anymore. You know do- <laughs> I need to get back to the lasso. You killed it. You killed my
0: spirit. Uh-oh. You so, killed my leg lasso spirit. So, yeah, it was um, – so just coming up and being able to roll with you guys, um, especially after an extended period where you haven't seen the person day in right, and day out, yeah. it's kind of a cool barometer for progress. Yeah, For know? sure. So – so next time I'll be healed up and I'll come in chomping at the bit. Okay, good.
3: Yes. Yeah,
1: I have this move
0: where I oh. go to
1: neon belly and I grab your lapels and break your ribs. Oh,
0: there you go.
3: We do that in. <laughs> I'm that's that's
0: I'm kidding. Kidding. No, dude, we do that in. Um, that's the big thing in uh, around promotions. Is at my school we do a Shark Tank. Shark Tank. We do. We Shark Tank the the people up for for, for their promotion. Oh, nice. So um, and the 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 one rule is you can't tap to pressure. Like you can tap to <laughs> submission, but you can't tap to pressure and yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. tap to uh you can't like uh um, bur- you can't burn out. Like you can't say I'm tired. Right. You know what I mean?
5: Right. So, I
4: think I tap to pressure more often than to submissions.
5: <sighs> well <laughs> it takes a lot of time before you get used to the pressure.
0: Yeah, the pressure Gosh. thing. I mean there are only a few guys at <laughs> my gym that'll really go dick mode with the yep. the knee and neon belly, but it um yeah it's cool. We do uh you do 15 minutes, um, rotating at least three at least three people rotate in on you. Actually, no, take that away. It's 15 minutes. Every two and a half minutes, you get a fresh you get a fresh person. Nice. If it's if the ratio like last time when I got to be the shark, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> we were actually rotating every minute because there were only a couple guys up for blue belt. Right. You know, and that was fun. Nice. That was fun. Yeah, jiu
1: is fun, man. <laughs> Hashtag jiu brings the world together. That's right. So, yeah.
0: Chris, where can people find you guys on the internet?
1: So you can find us at our website, which is AcadiaEJJ.com. Um, pretty simple website. Um, has some pictures up there. It does have your schedule, though. Yep, it has a schedule on there. It has a way you can sign up for a free class. Um, which I think is Acadia underscore... Brazilian underscore Jew underscore Jitsu underscore, I think. Something like that. You can just search on Instagram. And also uh, Facebook, Acadia BJJ on Facebook.
0: I can confirm. It's Acadia underscore Brazilian underscore
1: Jiu-Jitsu. Well, underscore Jew underscore Jitsu. What what else does it say on there? Uh, We are the easternmost Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school in the USA. That's right. So, if you want to catch the sunrise here,
0: <laughs> this is where you'll see it first. That's yep, awesome. Yep. So, nobody in Eastport or anything like nope. that. not wow, that I no. know of. That's
1: awesome. We actually have guys who come from Achias and come from Jonesboro. No kidding. Which is like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. To come, or like full time students here. And what about um, your affiliation? Yep. So we are affiliated with Mass BJJ Arlington under uh, Professor Mike Pellegrino, who's a third degree black belt under Roberto Maya of the Boston DJJ network. Awesome. Yeah, right on. Any other shout outs? Shout out to all my students. Um, without my students, you know, we wouldn't be here. You know, I wouldn't be able to run this gym and um, really appreciate all of my students who, you know, they, they're the ones that push me and make me want to make this place better. And um, without them, we wouldn't be here. So, Shout out to all my students. Right on, man. For sure.
0: Well, listen, I appreciate the time. It's been a fun time, dude. Thank you.
1: Likewise. I do feel like a fraud, though, because we didn't drink.
0: Oh, uh, no,
5: that's okay.
0: <laughs> that's okay. We're going to have silver ones.